Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devin. And we have two special guests joining us here today. We have Leah Rydell from the Geekly Goods YouTube channel and Mike Thomas, a.k.a. The Novice Cinephiles. And today we're here to reflect and give our thoughts on Stranger Things 4, season four, y'all, volume one. I am so excited to dive into this. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we'd love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. So we're going to go around the show here, the round table. We're going to start with um, Mike Thomas. This is actually his first time on the show. So congratulations, Mike. You did it. How you feeling? How are you? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for inviting me on. It's, you know, Stranger Things is one of my favorite shows ever. So for this to be my first episode of Film Optics, it's it's really special, especially because Stranger Things is one of my favorite shows. So being able to talk to my great friends about this amazing season of Stranger Things is just awesome, especially because this might be the best season yet. I don't know. I might be wrong there. We still have two episodes to go, technically, too. So it could all fall apart. But I love the season so much, and I can't wait to get into it. Definitely, definitely. Leo, glad to have you back, man. How, how you been? How you been? You've been watching Stranger Things how many times now? Season four? Yeah, season four. I've definitely gone through three times. Well, I could say two and a half. The third time, it was like while I was editing. So I was like, okay, right. <laughs> this is like another time. You know what I mean? Just for the work purposes. But... Thank you for having me back on, man. It's good to be here talking Stranger Things with you guys because I'm with you, Mike. I feel the same way. Like Stranger Things season four. I think the more I see it, the more it it, it tops my list here. And we'll get into that once we get into the episode. But guys, this is one of my favorite shows as well. I I thought this season was uh, just everything was like a step above the previous three. And we can talk about that, too. But. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but thanks for having me back on, Christian. And Mike, good to see you, bro. You too, Devin. Good to see y'all. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Devin, my co-host, how are you doing today, man? What's what's going on in your life? It's been an unfortunate day because of some PC issues, but other than that, it's good to be here to talk about some Stranger Things. I think I might have to agree. We'll have to see. Start comparing seasons here. Yeah, definitely, man. It's... I mean, I want to go through this again because, like, I mean, as we were talking about a little bit beforehand, it's, you know, Stranger Things, it's one of those shows where, you know, it's an original property and it just feels, it feels like, I can't say like, oh, like Game of Thrones level or whatever, but like, in a way, it kind of does almost like, the more I think about it, like, it may not have the same, you know, gore. Uh, well, there's, there's, you know, they've definitely stepped up a lot of things for this season, but it's it's a different type of fandom and i'm here for it and i love it and i'm still waiting on that season three blu-ray duffer brothers i'm begging you release the blu-ray my, my season one and season two blu-ray discs are very lonely I, I need i need to continue my collection what if they release it on vhs 
You know what? <laughs> That'd be amazing, though. So they actually for season one and for season two, it like the the Blu-ray, like the packaging is like a VHS tape, which is actually pretty cool, which is what I really, really like about it. But yeah, man, I've been looking for that season three Blu-ray and I'm like, I can't find it anywhere. I've seen DVDs of season three, like at Walmart, but I can't find the Blu-ray anywhere. And I'm like, did I miss it? Like what's going on? But hopefully like, I mean, it. You, you can't you can't stop now like you really really can't this ain't daredevil or jessica jones <laughs> or any of the other you know marvel properties with like luke cage and stuff like no like we are finishing this series because they are supposed to end with five season five is supposed to be the finale there and a spinoff right is there supposed to be a spinoff i'm not sure i i saw on it could have been like deadline or something but they said yeah, it was like an 11 spinoff yeah, it's, oh, it's you know what? Five seasons and a spinoff. <laughs> so instead of six seasons in a movie, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're the, <laughs> well, community te- would be proud. Community will be proud. So technically, it's five seasons and a spinoff. But really, <laughs> for season four, it's eight episodes in a movie because the season finale is reportedly two hours and thirty minutes, which is insane. And I'm like. Oh, just give it to me. I'm I'm ready. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm so ready. ready. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, give me really, a give me a Dead by Daylight type game too. I mean, that's just I'm down, man. Honestly, yeah. That's genius. That honestly. Awesome. <laughs> you know, Netflix Stuffer Brothers, if you're listening, <laughs> we can make it happen. We know people. <laughs> Not the people that you know, but we just know people in general. <laughs> yeah, uh, we could just add Jeff Keeley and he could probably make it happen somehow. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag Jeff kill D3. I, I will I will forever use it. I mean, I don't hate the man, but like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> For sure. Oh man. But are you guys ready to head back into the upside down and talk about Stranger Things Volume One? Or Stranger Things Four Volume One, I should say. I, I apologize. It's all, you know, some people say Stranger Things Four, some people say Stranger Things. Season four, and then it's like when you say Stranger Things Volume One, you know what they're talking about, but you know, they kind of just drop the four. But are you guys ready to hit back into the upside down? Heck yeah, man. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Stranger Things Four Volume One. It's time. Don't try to be heroes. There is no shame in running. What do you think, Mike? It's risky as hell. Chances of success are 20 to 1. Never tell me the odds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back with our Stranger Things 4 Volume 1 review. And of course, if you don't know by now, the creators of the show, Ross and Matt Duffer, a.k.a. The Duffer Brothers and this entire series stars some amazing talents such as Millie Bobby Brown, Sadie Sink, Winona Ryder, and David Harbour, just to name a few. And honestly, if you're listening to this, you already know the story by now. And I couldn't really find a synopsis for season four that wasn't like, you know, two sentences because <laughs> I found one on, um, I believe it was on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was like an entire like paragraph. And I'm like, 
I'm not reading all that. <laughs> it was crazy. But obviously, if you're listening to this episode, then you have been following Stranger Things since the beginning. You know, whether you're a new or seasoned listener to or not listener, excuse me, viewer to this amazing series, you know, we're here. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be getting into our initial reactions first off. Then we'll get into spoilers. Once you hear this bad boy. But of course, we're not going to be getting into spoilers just yet. Then we'll talk about a few ABC strikes here and there and a few uh, little fun facts about the show that I kind of picked up throughout these past few days. We'll get into final thoughts and ratings and then we'll close on out there. So we're going to go around the entire podcast here, the entire show. We're going to start with our guest, um, Mike Thomas. He's going to give his initial reactions. Then we'll head over to Leo and then Devin will give his and then I'll go last. So Mike, what did you think of this new season? Yeah, so it's interesting because a lot of a lot of hullabaloo was basically about the run times of each episode, right? And the major thing I noticed was each episode was like perfectly paced. And so, spoiler-free thoughts is that it's paced well. The story it's much darker and a lot more gruesome. <laughs> in the previous three seasons. And so that that's your first takeaway. Like episode one, you know that the stakes are a little bit higher than they were in previous seasons. Um, the char- All the characters return to form, fantastic. It's a little weird seeing them in high school now, I will admit. <laughs> but that's not a fault of the show. That's just kids grow up and I'm getting old. <laughs> so that's my my biggest takeaway there. But yeah, it's perfectly paced. The the action's great. The mystery is very intriguing and engaging. My only criticism would probably be some of the the Hopper uh, Russian plot that was carried over from Stranger Things 3. That didn't really do anything for me. Um, we'll talk about that in spoilers a little bit more. But initial reaction, everything's great. It's fantastic. All right, Leo, what are your thoughts? So, oh man, I... I got to admit, I really like this season straight up, like right off the bat. I mean, it's crazy to me that, you know, the kids have gotten so much older. So it's like, okay, not only have the children matured and have become young adults, also the series has matured with them. And it's nice to see that aspects like the horror and even the way it's shot, the way the stories are presented, it just feels a lot more mature than the last season's. So I really like how this season stepped it up. I mean, it's more gruesome. The deaths and things that happen in this season are crazy. We've got a great new villain that I think arguably is the best we've had so far. The soundtrack is jumping. I mean, every single track, every needle job, bro. Like, I'm just like, look, every needle job. I'm really loving it. And I just... I think about this season and I think about it compared to the other seasons and it does feel like a step up in every sense and the production value is, and I just really like the season a lot. Well said, Mike, it is very well paced. These episodes, I don't feel the run times because the mystery is so engaging. And I, I, I follow up with you on, on the Hopper storyline. And then I have some issues with some characters who are a little uninvolved that I think, okay, uh, we kind of sidestepped them a little, so it made their stories less impactful as a whole with the season. But yeah, we'll get into that in the spoiler stuff. But I mean, initial thoughts when I first saw it, I really, man, I really liked it a lot. Like I I almost wanted to just go right back to the first episode and watch it all the way through again. So good. 
I mean, you did multiple times, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least twice. Once. <laughs> and then once. The third <laughs> time was a little different, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Devin, my right hand man, what are your thoughts about Stranger Things for Volume One? Yeah, it seems like we're all in the greens here. I mean, it's just, it's hard not to love this season with everything they did, all the improvements they made, production, story, story especially. I feel like this was like the most complete, well-rounded story of the seasons. And we finally get a, a real walking, talking villain. Like it's nice to have somebody that you can actually kind of be afraid of because it seems like it, it could be a real person. Like it's not the mind slayer, the mind flayer. It's not Demogorgons. It's like a, a walking, talking, breathing thing, which is nice to see. Definitely agree about the hopper stuff. When, when I tell you guys, whenever a hopper scene came on, I, I went to the kitchen to get a snack without pausing. I knew I was safe. I knew I would not be missing anything. <laughs> like, this man should be dead. It, it ended off so well when he died last season. It was so perfect, his, his letter to Eleven. But then he's just, he's back, and we have to pretend to care. But I, I just couldn't. And then... Other than that, they're, they're, they're definitely just misused with just too many characters. Millie Bobby Brown even has admitted this in interviews. Like she's, she's trying to get some Game of Thrones action going in going into this volume two. Maybe we'll see some, some deaths happening. But other than that, it's just so fun to watch. It's just so crazy to see these kids grow up. Like we've been watching them for what? Like feels like 10 years now. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I believe season one dropped. Was that 2016? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. yeah, 2016. But the pandemic makes it feel like 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really okay. But so between season three, season three came out 2019, and this came out in 2022. Yeah, wow. It's I mean, it's almost like Attack on Titan level, really. Between, <laughs> I mean, I still haven't seen season four of that one, but I'm I'm waiting on that. But. Uh, to give my uh, initial reactions, you know, I'm, I'm in agreement with everyone. Like I said before, this is one of my favorite, like just all time favorite TV shows ever. You know, the 80s aesthetic. I I have a really big soft spot for coming of age uh, films and especially TV shows. And this this show just makes me it, it makes me feel like a kid again. I mean, I didn't grow up in the 80s. I mean, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, but like it just made me feel like a kid again. Like I didn't play D&D either, but like there's a lot of similarities between that and, you know, video games about, you know, what that might make children do. You know, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, you know, just everything with every single character. Um, I mean, the Hopper stuff I do agree on, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get on that for sure. Um, I didn't, you know, take a snack break like Devin, but... <laughs> I, I felt so safe. I was like, I am good for the next few minutes. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, I did get up a few times too, but I at least had the headphones on, so I still heard what was, what was happening. <laughs> he was I wasn't like, sitting there watching the entire time. It was definitely like the weakest part of some of the episodes. Now, I mm. will say some of it was enjoyable, but... Yeah. Overall, I we'll get into it. I mean, like we said before, we had two more episodes left. Really, really sucks that we have to wait an entire month. Um, but from everything, just like you guys said, the production value, like this felt like a grand event that like I mean, I just didn't think a lot of people cared about Stranger Things as much as I did because it's been so long. And people were like, Oh, well, season three was okay. I'm like, season three was underrated. It was, I loved it, but I 
feel like, and I, I've, I've said this before, I think this should have been, well, I know this should have been a week to week type of production because almost every single show or excuse me, every single episode ends on a cliffhanger. And then it's like, it would have been so perfect. That's at least nine to like 10, maybe nine to like 11 weeks of pure discourse that people would have been talking about Stranger Things. And I mean, the binge model is whatever, but luckily the I didn't feel the runtime like I felt the runtime in season three because I also watched all of season three way back in like 2019. We actually technically recorded it was like one of our first episodes ever of stranger things three um but i do remember saying that like it just felt like a chore this season did not feel like a chore thank god and even though the run times were a little little bit longer it was it 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 flew by like especially seasons i mean episode seven it flew by i was like i'm 50 minutes in like i paused to use the bathroom really quick or something i was like I'm like 50, 55 minutes in already. I'm like, I'm not feeling this at all. Mike, you were right. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is fantastic. But yeah, I, I really think they should, they could have benefited from the week to week because I do believe that Stranger Things is like, and has always been their strength, like their number one property for a while outside of like Daredevil. And of course, you know, Squid Game's kind of like a new thing, but like Stranger Things has been there for a while. And, you know, I'm glad they didn't cancel this like everything else. It's like that would be, you know, stupid, too. But it's like I I really enjoy this season. Um, But, you know, we'll get into it here in a second. Um, I just I I loved it. You know, everything with Eleven and Max and, you know, Lucas and like all the new characters and what Devin had said about, you know, I kind of do agree with Millie Bobby Brown. I feel like the cast is getting a bit too big. And the whole thing with Hopper, I, you know, we'll, we'll get into that here in a second, but that pretty much concludes our initial reaction section. I'm going to end up ranting here if, we, if I don't close it off right now, but are you guys ready to get into spoilers? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, <laughs> all yes. right. So ladies and gentlemen, it, again, you know, it really sucks that, I mean, it's great, but it, it kind of sucks at the same time that all episodes are out because you know, you kind of have to like wait for people to catch up and talk about it and things of that nature. Um, but so ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get into spoilers. So this is like your second or final warning. So we're about to get into spoilers again, one more time because I'm so nice. We're about to get into spoilers for stranger things for volume one. So turn back <laughs> like right now. <laughs> Um, man, I'm so worried. You guys running up that hill, <laughs> running up running that hill. Up that yeah, hill. <laughs> I will uh-huh. say. I mean, uh-huh. I was. I started listening to the soundtrack. I mean, I, Leo, you're right. That that one secret. That that one uh, banger track. Um, what was it? You you posted it in the uh, group chat earlier. I'm blanking Detroit on the name. Detroit Rock of it. City. Uh, no, not Detroit Rock City. It was. Let me see. Object desire? of my desire. Yeah. Object. Yeah. Object of my desire by star point. I was feeling it, man. I'm like, this is, this is a plus stuff. Yeah. That that's my favorite track of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, running up the hill is great stuff too. I mean, I feel like that's a really good workout oh, yeah. song. Honestly, this entire track is like a great work. This entire soundtrack's a great workout. Like, routine i feel it's it's got the 80s vibes you know you got the 
it's like you know you're kind of just doing your own thing but uh since now we're in spoilers um you guys i feel like we're already kind of talking about hopper so you guys want to talk about that first or do you want to this man stayed in prison the whole season the place we knew he was at first okay so let's get it out the way because i think that's the biggest like issue we all have with this season so let's just knock it out all right so we're gonna start with some negatives here So I guess we'll, uh, you know, we'll kind of just go around the round table again here. Uh, we'll start, with, we'll start with Devin because I mean, I don't know how much he saw of Hopper's arc, but we'll start, we'll start with Devin. Then we'll go to Leo and then Mike, and then I'll give my final thoughts about, I mean, Hopper. We, we, we already saw, we already saw him, David Harbour escape a Russian prison in Black Widow and it was much more entertaining because he was like, it was a funny guy. But now he's just the serious, serious old guy just in a Russian prison. We knew he was there at the end of last season, three years ago. So we know where he is. And then it takes the whole season for him to get out. It's just, I feel like if they would have maybe gotten him out quicker, it could have been more entertaining. But I just, I just could not care less about Hopper at this point because I just wish he was dead. Nothing against him, but it just was a perfect ending last season. Leo, what about you? So on the first watch, initially, I was like, oh, okay, it wasn't so bad. It was definitely like the weakest storyline, I think, in terms of the broader scope. It did have its moments, I think. Like, it had its peaks and valleys. Like, there were definitely moments, like, when the Demogorgon-type monster attacked them, and it was like, holy crap, this is the first time we've seen one of those, like, kind of just, like, go in. Like, we haven't seen that on this show. We haven't seen one just, like, straight up take down a, a massive, like, pack of guys so i i thought it was crazy to get like this this crazy like horror movie like experience in this part but i mean in terms of the whole story murray's funny i mean and i i, I like that we got some scenes with joyce i like those characters a lot i just think it did take a long time like why do we have to take the whole season to do that so it it rips away from pivotal moments like other moments we could be we could be back with Eleven we could be back with the the core group and we could be back with Mike Lucas and or I'm sorry Mike uh, Will and Jonathan which I thought they were massively sidelined especially in like the second half of the season their contribution is now they're going to find Eleven who it, it's just it's a lot it's a, a lot of don't tangles. Don't forget story. Argyle. Yeah, <laughs> our <No>. guy. <laughs> he was a great addition. I will. Yeah, say. man, for sure, for sure. Oh man! All right, Mike. Yeah, so I'm with uh, Devin and Leo in the sense that I agree with everything that they both said. Like Hopper, if you just had him die last season, it'd be so much more impactful. But I'm not against the idea of bringing him back. And everything Leo said was right about the the battle with the Demogorgon and them trying to break out. That was the most interesting thing that they've done. But that could have been done in episode three or four instead of episode seven. It felt like they were just mm-hmm. padding the runtime, which is weird because, again, these episodes are way longer than they usually are. So why are we trying to like pad the runtime? And so mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where Joyce and Murray are just so interesting or so fun that it didn't. it made it better than what it probably should have been, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because they're so yeah. entertaining. The actors are so great. It at least made for a fun time, even though we really wanted to get back to what the main cast was doing. And I think it's running into, into that issue of the adults are still alive, so we have to get them out of the story. We're, we're basically trying to have an excuse for them not to be there with the kids. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah. a lot of the first couple seasons was Joyce and Hopper being integral to those stories. And so now it's, again, the cast is just too big. We have to try and put them over here and we need to have Will and Mike over here. And that's why I think both of those stories end up suffering because there's just three teams, two teams are just trying to get back home <laughs> or find 11 mm-hmm. while the main team where they're fighting Vecna is the way more interesting plot line. And so it's just, it's kind of muddled. Again, pacing-wise, they handle it really well, but it's just a lot going on. I would definitely agree with you guys there. It's, I mean, you know, we, we all love Hopper. and I feel like I'm piggybacking here a little bit, but I feel like the reason why he's stuck in prison is because they wrote themselves into, oh, like, you know, we had Hopper, you know, this grand sacrifice, but now they've kind of written themselves into, oh, well, you know, we decided to keep him alive and now we don't know what to do with him type situation where he is literally, like you guys say, you know, he's, he's in this Russian prison prison. And I totally get it. You know, for the first few episodes, like that's totally fine. But I feel like, you know, well, obviously we haven't seen the last two episodes. So trying to reserve judgment to see how they bring him back. I have, a theory as to what, but I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, it really feels like the Duffer brothers just don't know what to do with Hopper now. And like we said earlier, you know, merely Bobby Brown was saying that like, you know, we, we got to start like actually like, you know, hacking off some of these core characters, not, you know, introducing a new character in one season and then, you know, killing them like Chrissy, like Chrissy was in it for one episode. And I mean, like she was fantastic. But it's but like, can I can I pose a question though? Because it's like, okay, if remember those feelings how we felt throughout the season, and spoiler alert, when Max was floating in the air, loved when it. Steve was getting attacked by those bats, I man, I don't know, I was just like, I don't know if I could let go, like you know what I mean? I didn't want to let go true. of those characters, like I, I know yeah. that it's kind of like there's a lot of characters, and yes, yeah, somebody's probably gonna bite the bullet. But I, it's going to be really hard to let go. These characters are so good. I will say that is like Stranger Things, probably their biggest trump card is they write some interesting characters. Because even do. the small characters that already died, Chrissy included, they're, they're interesting. They have interesting backstories. They're up to stuff. Like, so they give, they give these characters like substance before we see them die. You know what I mean? Mm. Which, Except the basketball players. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they uh they're oh, just they floating around. They're, they're not doing much. They're going on this guys. witch hunt for yeah. They're gonna kill poor, Eddie, dude. I'm like poor geez. Eddie. Yeah, I was like, this is insane. But yeah, like for Hopper, it's just I, I feel like they don't know what to do with him. Hopefully, they've written a you know a, a great way to bring him back and to have him you know a part of Eleven's life again because as we see during the beginning of this entire you know journey you know it's great seeing all the new characters you know the characters again you know season one it's great to see everybody and just you know what everyone's up to you know the the group is growing older and they are kind of drifting apart you know you have Lucas who's on the basketball team who's also rocking number eight aka Kobe Bryant's number which is really, really awesome. I, I like that uh, that touch. You know, Max is going through her own stuff. Um, and then you have, you know, everyone from Hawkins kind of like still trying to stay together. You know, you have Mike and then Dustin who are, you know, joining the Hellfire Club. And that's kind of where 
everything starts. And then, you know, you have the California team, all this start uh, stuff starts uh, during spring break. It seems to always start during either some kind of break during the school year, because, you know, you can't, can't be saving the world when classes are going, <laughs> when classes are going on. I love how respectful the upside down is where they don't send monsters when the kids are in class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, this entire series, especially, you know, Stranger Things 4, um, you know, it's always about the kids. And I do think you're right, Leo. It, like for for episode four, which was titled Dear Billy, I I would not have. I don't I, I might that, have stopped watching. That's the one, man. That episode is so good. I'm, I might have stopped watching if they killed off. Max. Yeah, I, I, man, I was so upset. Like when they were playing the memories and oh gosh, the Kate Bush song was playing. I'm I didn't like, know who man. Kate Bush was until this season, but now, now I definitely know. Now she's yeah. my favorite, right? <laughs> right. That, that scene just hits so different. So powerful. Yeah. Running at the hill. Oh. And I will say for, you know, when she was floating in the air, that was actually Sadie Sink floating in the air. Um, I watched the Jimmy Fallon interview with her. Um, and she also mentioned that Vecna is there's actually someone in that suit. Like that's a practical. Yeah, it's, I saw it's 90% practical, which is insane. I was like this entire, like it felt like this super long movie. Like the production value was just, it was up there. I'm like, I haven't seen something this great Honestly, since Game of Thrones, I mean, that really was like one of the first big budget TV shows. Me like, hey, you know, we can make movie quality TV shows for at home viewing. Yeah. And like, you know, you see like every single like um, episode, you know, written direct by the Duffer Brothers or, you know, yada, 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 whoever that episode is written by. Like it re- it felt so cinematic. And I was like, this, <laughs> like this shouldn't exist. This should not exist whatsoever. But I absolutely love it. But I wanted to pass it back over to you guys, you know, since we are in the spoiler field. If there's anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet, uh, we'll start with Devin, then I'll go to Leo, and then I'll end with Mike. I think we got to talk about Vecna for a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's just great to have a real villain here. I mean, it's, I was trying to, I was thinking the whole season, I was trying to figure out like what exact movie they were kind of, because every season it's kind of, based off of a, an old 80s or, or 70s horror movie. And it's just, you just have to look right at uh, Nightmare on Elm, on Elm Street for this one. That's the ultimate inspiration for this. They even got Robert England to be a character in this in this uh, season, which is cool to see. Vic, what was his name? Victor Creel. I loved uh, Nancy and uh, What's Your Name together. That was really fun. Um, but, you're talking about Robin? Uh, yeah, yeah, Robin. Robin. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy that they were able to bring all of that full circle at the end in the finale with Victor Creel's son being that orderly from that's talking to Eleven, who is also Vecna. Just all of it coming together it just could not have ended that, that season better, I don't think. Uh, Leo, is there anything you wanted to bring up that we haven't talked about yet? And I know I feel like we barely scratched the surface. Yeah, no. Well, we definitely need to talk a little bit more about Vecna. I mean, we can... We could do a round table on just Vecna. I mean, <laughs> I, I seriously thought, wow, what a great villain we've got here. Because you were saying it earlier, Devin, and I agree with you. It It's like the, the villains in the past seasons don't even have dialogue, man. Like, yeah. it, it, it's just like childish villains. You know, it's a big, scary monster. Like, this is an actual guy. And I love how he ties into the story. 
Like, I just, I love that twist there because then it really brings a lot of these upside down connections and the villains and monsters back around to what was going on in the lab. And I like, I just, I love bridging the gap like that. And not to mention that fight between him and Eleven was super tight. Really That's looking forward one. to the rematch. Yeah. yeah, that was that was round one. I'm like, the rematch is about to be insane. But great twist, man. And and just, I think this really, you, you look at Nightmare on Elm Street for sure. I mean, it just really stepped up the horror value this season. Like this, this feels like a horror show now. And I, I think you could say that about season three. I mean, there's there's definitely it's moments, but like this was like a big step up on, in the horror department. Like they really made this feel pretty creepy to me, like pretty scary. The body horror was great. Yeah, I, the that, body horror had me horror. cringing. <laughs> Dude, that body horror Ooh. had me like Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, like <laughs> right. Some exorcist type stuff. Like it's just what a what a season. What a season, man. For sure. It's it, I I don't know. Vecna is just like you said, the fight with him and Eleven. Which by the way, really quick before I get to Mike, I did not know that you know they, they have, you know, we, we get baby eleven again or L- little eleven. I didn't know that was like an actual person. I thought that was CG. I was like, wow, that's like really good CG. And then when I sensed you guys that thing, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, this is actually somebody like, you know, they get like a lookalike little 11. I believe her name was Marty Blair who plays young 11 and Millie actually directed her every step of the way, which is really, really nice. I love how they were able to use, you know, an actual like actor to you know okay you know we we have to do flashbacks with 11 how are we going to do this i feel like they used you know little 11 sparingly like just enough for it towards like you know it worked you know we didn't need like i like how when 11 is trying to regain her powers because we've all been wondering how she's gonna how she's gonna get him back how it's kind of like you know she has to like retrace her steps Not to mention that she killed them people at the beginning. Like, it's kind of just like this mystery of like throughout the season. You're like, did they like drive her so mad? Like what, what happened in that instant? And it was cool to see it turn around and it was like one and she stopped the threat. Yeah. This is one one of the only times where one of those like intro to a season where they show something from later on in the season where it actually pays off and works. Yeah, (laughs) Like it's become so cliche, but it actually worked this time. Like Uncharted. Yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> I bet you're wondering how I got in this situation. Just, yeah. <laughs> I will say, all I'm saying is Millie and Angela. Angela had it coming. She had it coming. And I I was like, this is why kids are so... Kids are mean. Kids are ruthless. <laughs> kids are the devil. <laughs> Eleven wasn't, you know, Eleven was raised in a lab, dude. Like, she's not going to really know that that skate is too far until it happens, dude. All I'm saying is she, she, she I, I was never mad. I'm just like, no, she had it coming. Nope. <laughs> she, had it coming. She over she here pumpkin Eleven. They throwing shakes on her. Like, I'm like, wow, dude. Really? It's so elaborate. Making fun of her dad. I, I could. I was like, you know what? If that was my kid, good job. <laughs> like, I forgot she lost her powers for a split second. And so when she yeah. was like walking up to her, it was about to like when she was trying to use her powers, like, oh, man, <laughs> lift her in the air. Hell. 
Seriously, she was about to go dark side. <laughs> Not to pivot too much, but I want to ask you guys, how was it? Like, I know a lot of you did rewatches of the previous seasons leading into this one. How is that flow? Because I haven't watched Stranger Things since 2019. So I just kind of watched the recap and went straight into this season. Um, season two was definitely a weak season, in my opinion. I, I, mm-hmm. I remember going back and watching the first three. And I thought one really solid i mean that's really close to the first spot for me two i thought was a little because they replace a lot of the same stuff will is the mcguffin again like it, it just was kind of like okay we i didn't like the demodogs either i too much going on in that season three great the summer the new coke the cool new mm, themes yeah three was just fun yeah three was, was so, much, so fun. much fun yeah so i need to go revisit it um, I, I might do a rewatch before we go into the second volume. Oh, no, no. Yeah, seriously, though. Uh, for me, I was unfortunately only able to get through season one. Honestly, I kind of did to myself. I waited way, way too late to even start like a Stranger Things rewatch. But I'm telling you one thing. As soon as, you know, when they announce season five, hopefully it's not too far off. Um, definitely going to be uh, rewatching everything from like start to finish. Um, I do want to rewatch season four again, but I do apologize. We kind of pivoted off pivoted off of everything but mike did you have any thoughts about vecna or just any you know thoughts in general that we haven't been able to get to as of yet of course you know we are in spoiler territory so feel free to speak your mind regarding vecna uh no you think you guys hit everything on the head it's a great villain it's like like devin was saying before having a like not a human embodiment really but like having a threat that can actually tell us what they want, what the motivation is, having that conflict tie back to L was just masterfully done. And even the um, physical appearance, like you said, it was mostly practical. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so intimidating. Like we didn't have just a CG monster and I love me some Demogorgons, but having that actual like performance come through mm-hmm. is what makes that work. And I wish more shows took the time to do that. Like even casting a younger L instead of mm-hmm. just shrinking Billy down like Steve Rogers style. <laughs> I'm glad that they, they actually took the time to <laughs> cast a child. I, I'm telling you guys, I was blown away. I did not know that that was a separate actor. There, there was that one scene where her eye contact was a bit wonky, like that Chippendale, uh, Seth Rogen <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, there's a few, there are a few scenes where I'm kind of like, mm. I think there's like one where she's like looking up at one. And I'm yeah, like, oh, that's, yeah. that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I was like, Ooh, that's looking a little off, y'all. <laughs> you said but, Seth Rogen from Chip. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I can think <laughs> about. It looks real, but it doesn't look quite right. <laughs> Can't make eye contact. At, he's looking at people like, oh, I'm looking at you. It's like Elder Scrolls for Oblivion where everything, oh, look how realistic everything is. But everyone just has like this animatronic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, can we just like Sadie Sink? Fantastic. Oh, yeah, she's, she's a yes. star of volume one. She really is. I and I think I saw someone tweet. They said that they would give anything to see what she wrote to Lucas in that letter. And I wanted them to go through it. Well, then she would she would have had to die, right? That's that the thing. She would have had to die. Yeah, that's true. So fingers crossed they don't have to open it by the end of the season. Yeah, we only get the one for unless Billy. Lucas just kind of does it himself. So can we get into some predictions, y'all? Who do you think is not going to make it? So actually, I think we talked about this a little bit before, Leo. I think 
and like this is just a you know because 11 was originally supposed to die at the end of season one but because think, millie bobby steve rounds, was too right they were supposed to like kill off steve and then he became too popular Maybe I think Mike had said we were talking. He said, "What did you say? Steve has been flirting with death." <laughs> yeah, Steve has been flirting with death since season one. Like he's always coming this close. And I like I've talked to Leo about this before with like different anime. They don't like to kill off children, Mm-mm. so it might end up being Steve or Nancy or Robin or Jonathan because they usually stay away from killing children in these types of shows. And that's why it's like, if season five is them going to college, everybody's on the table now. Anybody can die at that point. I feel like the kids are, are mostly safe. So it might be like, if it's Hopper, that'd be ridiculous. Hopper is like the one character who can't die at this point. Yeah, we went a whole season trying to get you, bro. I would I would think it's the older characters though. I'm expecting a, I'm expecting a Hopper versus Papa showdown at some point. Get them in the ring together. <laughs> so speaking of Papa going down, yeah. Papa's Quink. going down. He's got a grizzly bear going uh, against him there. Hopper can't catch America. Yeah. He's not losing. He appeared. I definitely think Nancy or Steve, or maybe even both of them, is like because I I feel like what character? I, I mean, yeah, Robin, but she's been in it for a season. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, are you guys teams? Are you guys team Steve or team Jonathan? I'm team Steve. 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 Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's the writing failing Jonathan. Like, what has he really done? They don't know how to write him. They just turned him into a stoner and said, here you go. Do that. He's just kind of like hunched over. I mean, he had a really good arc in like season like, one, you know, with yeah. him being like, you know, the, the not the town creep, but, you know, the school weirdo, things of that nature. And he's like taking pictures and stuff and has a passion. Like there's there's a progression for his story and it just kind of ends after season two. It's just like, I, I'm, I feel the same about Nancy. Nancy's at least involved in the core plot, but I'm like, her story, her personal story is kind of like, oh, well, I guess her and Steve, never mind. They have an arc. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. I mean, I mean, I, I hope Max and Luca, like, that's honestly pro- that's probably my favorite couple. Like, I mean, Eleven and Mike are fine. Bit bumpy. But it's like, you know, he comes out to spring break to see her. And then it's it's that California team. Like, as we got uh, farther into the season, they kind of got put on the back burner a little bit. Because, like, for the first, I mean, for, I think for, like, the last, like, three episodes i think the last time we saw them was when they went to utah they were in utah with dustin's girlfriend and i do apologize i'm blanking mm-hmm. i'm blanking on her name Susie. Susie. which that was that whole bit was fantastic we finally get to see a little bit of Susie's home life which is really awesome but i feel like that was like the last time we saw them because they needed the coordinates or like the number as to where 11 was and i think that was the last time we saw them and then you know, like carrying on with whatever we, we get more Hopper, but but of course Hopper reuniting with um you know Joyce was 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 it was a nice touch. I just you know it's hard to say because you know, like I said before, we have two more episodes left, and clearly there's a lot to cover in that season finale. With it being <laughs> if he does if he dies, I'm I'm gonna be like, wow, that like was- so you kept him alive to kill him. <laughs> Thanks for wasting seven hours of my time. <laughs> Yeah, I I would think that would be pretty bad. So Hopper, yeah, Hopper is totally plot armored at this point. Yeah. It's like, okay, he's he's good. He's suited and booted. It, <laughs> good to go. It's, it's interesting because like the characters I think that are 
that that would receive the least amount of backlash would be Jonathan and Will. Yes. Because yeah. What but one, can you can you really kill Will after what you did to him the first two seasons? He has to be a survivor. Like Will Will cannot die. Like it's like, okay, we spent the whole first season looking for the kid. The second season he's possessed. Like you you can't do that. But yeah. what does he actually add? Like to the story at this point. That's that's my concern with the California team is that it's Will and John don't do anything anymore, really. Yeah, I mean, and that's why it, it's probably got to be Steve or Nancy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to have any sort of impact, you would kill them characters who have been. Especially with Eddie here, and Dustin already said he's replacing Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love their dynamic. Like this, this pseudo big brother, you know, fight over Dustin and just the, 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 the bickering between Steve and Dustin. I found, a, I found a new older guy friend who's better than you. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole hellfire club thing. And I think I wanted to mention this before we close out. I love how, you know, with, with the basketball team, you know, they, for some reason they have their minds warped after what happened to Chrissy. And they're like, Oh, you know, this D and D stuff, you know, like they've been talking about in the papers that, they're just mindless drones, the whole team. Well, it kind of reminded me of, you know, especially in our day and age, obviously we weren't alive during the 80s, but during our day and age where everyone was saying that video games causes violence, which we know isn't true, but it's it's that whole feel again, you know, oh, you know, unfortunately there's been a lot of, you know, school shootings as of late. And for some reason, you know, video games and Call of Duty always gets roped into the middle of it. When, when there's been a lot of studies shown that, you know, that's not true, but, you know, the whole D&D thing where they're like, oh, you know, they're, it, it's, it's a cult, you know, it's called the Hellfire Club. And it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's just a cool name that they came up with. But I really love the, the, the D&D uh, basketball like parallel thing where they're rolling the D20 and, you know, uh, Lucas is yeah. getting that that Kobe shot in. <laughs> I love the the basketball team personally because you're right; it does represent things that happen in real life. But also, it just shows Lucas. It shows the kids growing up. Like he has yeah. a different group of friends. He has different interests. He's becoming mm-hmm. an athlete. And but then it also shows the split of okay, these guys are bad news. I need to reunite with my with the OGs essentially and figure this mm-hmm. crap out. Yeah. But also, I like just like the little references of like the Demogorgon in D anD D. The ties there. It's like, yeah, if you look back at it, this all kind of started with Dungeons and Dragons in season one. Yeah. Maybe they are summoning demons. I like at least that somebody thought of it. Yeah, it's wrong, but it, it's like, yeah, that would cross somebody's mind. It makes sense. It is some crazy stuff, but like this whole season has just been, it's been an emotional roller coaster. Just all together, you know. Unfortunately, there are some side you know, the, um, some stories that kind of get, uh, fell to the wayside, but like, it's still really great. Like I do want to go through it again. I don't think it's going to lose any mojo going through it for a second time. Sure. Didn't for me <laughs> lost no mojo. Dude, I, oh, man, oh man. I just, I, I just love the series so much, but, uh, really quick before we uh, get into our final thoughts and ratings, anything else, any, you know, since we're in spoiler territory, whatnot, Anything else anyone wanted to throw out there really quick or now? Any predictions as to what Will painted? I mean, it, it seems like it's just Mike, but... I feel like knows. it's just like a picture of everyone in their front. I really don't know. Um, I know that... Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. He, he grabbed it before they left, so it must 
be something important. I think Will just misses hanging out with the bros. He just does. It's like, you know, it, it ain't the same no more. And they're not. I feel like it's just the, the mic crush that they're, they're hinting at and kind of, kind of tiptoeing around, but not really. The sexual tension there is, is kind of, it. yeah. <laughs> Seem like it, it. It does. It's, I'm trying to figure out like, like, were there any, not like signs, but like, what led to this? Cause like, it really just makes it seem, especially from like the end of, or for like season three where, you know, they're, they're starting, you know, that adolescence, you know, that coming of age of, you know, not everything. And, you know, is going to stay forever. I think, you know, even in the movie, good boys, they kind of bring it up where, you know, you're, you're friends now because, you know, you live in the same town, you go to the same school, things of that nature. But, you know, when high school happens, things do change. You know, you find different interests, you find different group of friends, you know, it's, it's a, it's a different beast than, you know, middle school, junior high school, et cetera. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, like it, it could be that they're hinting that he is, um, that, that whale does have a crush on Mike, but I'm not entirely sure. I, I mean, I don't know. I think that Noah Schnapp kind of mentioned, um, he said, I feel like they never really address Will's sexuality or, you know, or blatantly say, how well is. And he said, you know, I think that's the beauty of it. And that's, you know, up to the audience's interpretation. I'm all for interpretation, but I mean, I really don't know. Like it, it, it could go either way. Like I would honestly be fine either way. It's just, I feel like they needed to give Will something to do or some kind of like, you know, interesting like fact about him that hopefully, you know, turns full circle. Like, Unfortunately, we don't see too much of Will this season, but I mean, you know, the California team, that whole like shootout scene, I was like, wow, this is crazy. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't know. Like if, if they address it, like I'm cool with it. If not, same feeling, I guess. It's just, I just don't know. Like, you know, since Will isn't the, you know, as Leo said earlier, like the McGuffin anymore, then like what else are they going to do with him? But that also brings back to what Millie Bobby Brown said about, you know, there being too many characters. And I feel like if they were able to call off or, you know, cut out some of those older characters like Steve or Nancy or heck even Robin, I really don't know. Um, They'll be able to focus more on the kids again and their story. But I think they've done a great job so far, but um, I pretty much already gave like my final thoughts, but I'll go around the podcast really quick here. Uh, we'll start with Mike so he can give his final thoughts and his ratings. Then we'll go to Leo and then we'll end with Devin. Yeah. Um, so first off, this is my first time here. What's the rating scale? Okay. So me and Devin have kind of gone back and forth. Uh, we've usually currently have been doing it like out of like a hundred gotcha. type situation just to kind of give everyone a little bit of leeway because it's like, a four out of five for one movie or a TV show may be different for a four out of five for like another, you know, TV show. So yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll do the hundred, uh, the hundred scale. So yeah, Stranger Things season four, volume one is incredible. I love just about everything they do with it. Like even my gripes with like the Hopper stuff, I enjoyed it when I was, when it was happening. It's not like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, it just was the least interesting storyline that was happening. But everything, all the characters are, are phenomenal. Um, you can spin off all three of these teams that was in this season, and they can carry their own show. That's how good it is. Like, I just want 
Steve, Nancy, and crew to get a dog and just be the mystery gang because <laughs> yeah. that's how great they are. And the kids are great by themselves because they've carried the show up to this point. Um, I just love everything we had with Max, and then we had new characters like Eddie. They ju- that just shows how great the Duffer Brothers writing is because each season they're able to bring in these new characters. And you end up questioning, how did this show survive without them? <laughs> and so... If I were to give it a rating out of 100, it would probably be a 90. So almost perfect. Couple nitpicks here and there, but we got two episodes to go. Those might get addressed <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the later half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, I think we keep forgetting that there are two left. And it's like, again, should have been week to week. It kind of sucks we have to wait a full month. Like, I get it. Did but... they say why? Why do we have to wait a month for two episodes? Yeah, what's going on? So what that? I've read, and I'm not sure how true this is, but from what I read, it was that the Duffer Brothers were not finished with the last two episodes, like I guess like in the editing room or whatnot. So that's why they needed to like postpone the last two. Um, I mean, we've waited this long, and it's like, you know, th- this this season's so big, and you know, the last season we got was in 2019. So I really hope. For the, I hope this. I hope we were able to end this around like maybe 2024, no later than like 2025. But I feel like 2025 is pushing it because it's like, you know, what's season five? Where are they going to go? Are they going to be in college? Are they still going to be in the 80s? Ooh, can you imagine the 90s? 90s, <laughs> dream. Yeah, 90s dream. dream. Yes. Oh, nice. yeah. That would be great. Scream. You know what? Let's bring on the 90s. <laughs> Let's do it. Wow, there's like a Hawkins murder. Exactly. It's exactly. ready itself. Yeah. Will snaps and becomes Ghostface. <laughs> he could. We could have like Dungeons and Dragons yeah, forever. Something to do. <laughs> but uh, Leah, what are your <laughs> final thoughts and ratings on Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1? Oh, man. Mike said everything very well. I'm, a, I'm the same. 90 out of 100, it is really good. Like, top to bottom, just a really good season. And I love the stories in this season, how strong they are, how great the character arcs are. I just think we're really in for a crazy next two episodes. Like, I just feel like there's a lot up in the air. And I, I love where they take all these characters, man. Like, they're really killing it with these. The visuals, too. I mean, mm-hmm. the VFX in this season are great. Like, they really stepped that up, too. But, man, I can't wait to see where we go with this next season. So, 90 out of 100 for me. <laughs> All right. Devin, what about you? Yeah, it's just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit lower just because of, of Hopper's annoyingness. I'm going to go, like, an 88. <laughs> just, just a couple points. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it's a great season. Uh, volume 2 is insane those run times i think one's what two and a half hours long yeah that's the season finale that's insane i don't know i'm I'm just curious to see how they pulled it off because what's what's the record for longest episode of a tv series like (laughs) i think stranger things guys to beat i mean this is a future like film (laughs) it's longer than 90 percent of the mcu films yeah let that sink in that's ridiculous It probably pays better too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's the sad. Like that's what I'm saying. If they want to make Stranger Things movies, I'm all for it. Just tell us next time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Mike tweeted. He saw those run times. He's like, "If y'all wanted to make some movies, why didn't you just say so?" <laughs> I mean, they could put it in theater. There's no reason not to. 
I will they have, have a month to prepare. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would actually like that a lot. I think I also just wanted to mention quickly Dustin Loki MVP, just figuring out and solving every issue that ever came across this season. Uh, yes, for, I'll just circle back around because there's a few more things I want just for the final thoughts. Um, you know, you guys hit it all in the nail, nail on the head. I'm also going with a 90 uh, percent just because, yeah, the Hobber stuff, like it, it, it kept me engaged, but I was like, okay, how long is this man going to stay in Russia? Like this is, you know, getting a little too, um, a little too long there, but you know, he's finally reunited with Joyce. So we have to, you know, reserve judgment until volume two comes out with the last two episodes. But, you know, Max, honestly, Max and 11 continue to be my two favorite um, characters this season. I mean, I love everything they did with 11, you know, like how she kind of had to break away from the group to kind of figure out her own stuff properly this time. Yeah, season two, it was a bad, like that was a bad <laughs> That's separation. a spinoff we don't want. <laughs> no, nope. I love wow. how that arc just died too. Like that story went nowhere. The fans said no, and what they said okay. Eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, that. That is honestly the only bad thing I liked. I didn't like about season two, but like overall, I I still love season two. You know, we we get the introduction to Max scene and all that. Like it's it's great. I absolutely love it. But yeah, um, hopefully for you know season four, it's just everything with eleven was fantastic you know um max was like low-key like the mvp much like dustin was for volume one um you know i i hope we get a little bit more of the california team uh for volume two as well i'm sure we will you know every character has something interesting to offer to this grand you know finale and like we said you know uh, vecna fantastic villain being number one um and I t- did not see that Absolutely. coming. Did not see that coming whatsoever. That reveal was so good. It was so good. <laughs> so good. It, I was like, I mean, it ties oh back to season one. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what I yeah. really loved about it. And it's like, it, wow. I was, I was like, oh, oh, I did not expect this whatsoever. But yeah, ninety percent uh, for me or ninety out of hundred. I. I love I love this entire series. Just just everything about it. You know, the 80s vibes, like I said before. It makes you feel like you're a kid again. Of course, this is probably the most mature we've gotten. And I hope it gets a little bit more mature for the season uh for the season, yeah, season five, season finale, whenever that is. And you know, Duffer Brothers still waiting on those uh Blu-rays for uh season three and um season four, of course, whenever you know the last few episodes drop because like I said, my uh, season one and season two Blu-rays are feeling a little lonely over there. So that's all I have to say about that. But that pretty much concludes our review of Stranger Things for volume one. Wanted to thank Mike and Leo for coming on to the show. Thank you guys so much. And of course, you know, Mike, welcome to the show. You know, we'll, we love to have you back on. You know, this is a great, great conversation we had. Um, here today, but I wanted to kind of pass it over to Mike and then Leo so they can tell you where they can find them on the internet and what's coming up on their respective channels. So Mike, take it away. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you guys for having me. It's been a blast. I can't wait to see how this season ends as well. So if you guys are doing an episode, it'd be fun to talk about that when that oh, eventually yeah. happens. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Cinephile on Twitter on TikTok, on Facebook, and The Novice Cinephile on Instagram. You can also find my work 
at uh, youtube.com slash novicecinephile, where you can find our movie podcast, The Chatter After, where me, Isaac, and Brandon review older movies, newer movies, pretty much whatever we want <laughs> bi-weekly. Uh, our next episode is going to be about the Batman, so that's fun. So stay tuned for that. And you can find me on the Amateur Otaku Podcast. We're talking anime pretty much every single day. Spy Family is amazing. Watch it. Best anime of the year. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Leo, where can everyone find you on the internet? That Spy Family is fire. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes. Um, come on over to YouTube, guys. Search up Geekly Goods. You'll see two Gs. That's me. Come on over to the channel. And uh, yeah, lots of Stranger Things content lately. Uh, got reactions for every episode, so go check those out. We got the boys coming up. We got I got a review for the boys coming up, and then some reactions as well. And then we got Lightyear around the corner, Thor: Love and Thunder, like plenty of content coming up, guys. So come on over, hit that subscribe button, and then if you're across social media, I'm at Leo Rydell GG. All right, and really quick, did you guys look up the last two episodes and what they're called oh, at all? I didn't. Okay, I won't. I won't say it on the. Do you have the title? I do. Well, okay, this is according to Rotten Tomatoes. So, episode eight or chapter eight is called Papa, and then chapter nine it's called The Piggyback. What the heck is that? Mm. Am I supposed to do with that information? So on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> there's like a little synopsis. Papa sounds good. Does so for every chapter, there's you know the synopsis of Axel. Yeah. The, um, but for it's eight and nine. It's just the standard. They, they don't release it until it comes out. So it just says mysteries unravel in a small Midwestern town in the 1980s involving supernatural forces. So um, just the, the season one synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. The season one synopsis, which I actually like that Ron Tomatoes does. I haven't looked at IMDb. They probably don't have it up there. But yeah, chapter eight is called Papa and chapter nine is supposedly called The Piggyback and it's air date. For dated both for them is June first, twenty twenty two. I'm sorry, July first. Never had to kill Pop. IMDb 1st. does have, and they actually do have some images too. I can't. I can't. I I, I don't want to look. I, I do, but I don't at the same time. But I just <laughs> wanted to throw that out there before we uh, close on out here. But yeah, for us here on the podcast, as always, um, you know, you can find us on any podcast platform out there. Uh, not including YouTube. Sorry, guys. We're audio only, but you can still hear our voices across Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and what have you. So what's coming up on the show for us? We have our Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 3 review coming up on, uh, I think we're going to drop it on Thursday, which would be uh, July 2nd. No, I'm sorry, June 2nd. Wow. I'm getting my days mixed up. I'm think I'm thinking about Stranger Things already. Like, g- give me those last two episodes. I um, wish it'd first- be July second, right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, silly me. I thought that uh, Obi Wan was dropping on Fridays because you know we got the first two episodes on a Friday. It makes sense to separate the Star Wars and the Marvel content for several days of the week because I thought that's what they were doing. No, it's not what they're doing. So it looks like Marvel and Star Wars content will be dropping on Wednesday. So we have our Obi-Wan Kenobi episode three review that will be coming up um, on June 2nd. Hopefully we'll be able to get that out for you guys in time. And of course, we have a few other things coming up. We have The Boys Season 3, Umbrella Academy Season 3, like uh, Leo said as well. We'll be covering like Thor Love and Thunder. Might be covering some Jurassic World. Maybe. I want to watch the first two. 
because I've only seen the second Jurassic World and I was kind of pissed by the ending, but I haven't seen the first one. Because that to derail everything. Wait, How did you only see the second Jurassic World movie? Yeah, it's because okay, I'm I'm more of a Land Before Time kind of guy. I'm I'm just gonna come out there and say it. <laughs> like I mean, I like Jurassic Park, but it, it just it's never it's not like my my thing. It really isn't. Like you're saying, I there's can only hear... be one dinosaur property in the world. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I- including animated and live action. I mean, <laughs> hey man, I'm just saying, Littlefoot's mother. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> but uh, soon, yeah, <laughs> seriously though. <laughs> but yeah, I, for some reason, for Jurassic World, I never just got around to seeing like the first one with Chris Pratt, and then. I went to go see the second one. I think I went to go see it with Devin. I can't remember. Second one sucked. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But the I don't first know. one's I, the best one, so it's a shame that you didn't start out there. I mean, yeah, not as good as the original, but you know, right? Yeah, I've I've seen the original. It's, it's just yeah, Jurassic World or Jurassic Park. I mean, it's cool stuff. It's just not really my my forte there. But you know, we have that coming up. Thor: Love and Thunder and uh, Lightyear as well. So. You know, follow us on Instagram and Twitter to keep up with that, mainly on Twitter uh, to keep up with all that stuff. So so the last thing we ask from all of our listeners out there, if you've made it this far, is to share an episode uh, of the Film Optics podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. Again, thank you so much, Leo and Mike for coming on to the podcast. We would love to have you guys back on for volume two, man, because it feels like it's the end, but we're not there quite yet. So hopefully season five is not too far off, but um, it's going to close out on out here and we hope everyone has a great rest of their week. So, and that is a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin, Leo, Mike, and my name is Christian. We'll see you guys the upside down.